shoot. Pull back, step back, three. Bottom! The handoff. Jones for the tie. Oh, he's fouled! And one! He's still loose. Doherty the heave. Oh, oh my God! Southern Utah. Oh, Southern Utah is going to do something he's never done. What's up, everybody? As you know, it is we're also we're previewing Utah Tech women's basketball as well as SFA men's basketball. You saw that we posted the episode with SFA men's basketball head coach Kyle Keller early this morning. He was kind enough to come on while he was on vacation. From what it looks like, our next guest isn't necessarily on vacation, but he did just get back from a nice vacation per se uh, from Reese, Utah Tech women's basketball head coach JD Gustin. JD. It is so good to talk to you and visit with you today, my friend. Yeah, once again, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about this trip to Greece. Maybe your favorite part of it all, besides maybe the fact that you got to play a game against somebody other than your own team. Well, that's a tough question, Kyle, my word. Um, it's like, where do you start with that trip? We're, we're, uh, well, first of all, we're so grateful for Global Sports and, and Events to, um, to have hosted us. They just did a tremendous job. Um, they, were, they were extremely professional and, and, um, and just had everything dialed in. Um, I guess my maybe favorite part of the whole trip was how balanced it was. We were able to experience the culture and the food and the people and the language and all that sort of thing. And then balance that with um, hoops. Um, got some really good basketball. Um, we hosted this really, uh, this really special clinic. Okay. We did a clinic for, for the kids over there and, um, it was really, a, a profound experience for myself and, and our players. Um, and then we were able to, to balance that a little bit with, uh, a little free time on the last day, a little, uh, little, little ocean, uh, um, pool day. And, and so I just, the balance of the trip, I guess, is wasn't too long, wasn't too short. I, it was just perfect for, for um, I guess, in my opinion. Was there a certain meal or food that you had never had that maybe you now think about, oh, I need to have this again at some point? Yeah. I really enjoyed I, I was able to take my wife, Trish, and, and Avery and Reese and Drew and my kids. And it was fun to watch my kids eat that food. Like my, my son would look at it and he, he wasn't sure about this, you know, but then he was, he was brave enough to eat it. And, and so that was probably the highlight for me of, of the food. But um, yeah, I, I, the food was just terrific. I, I, um, I, don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Just how authentic and, and uh, just like you think it would be um, Mediterranean um, food. Did, is this the first trip that the Utah Tech women's basketball team has taken internationally in terms of something like this? Well, yeah, Kyle, this is the first trip that our institutions ever taken like this. And so the challenges behind it for me were significant. I mean, you know, the, the conversations I had across campus, um, they were fun, but they were challenging. Like folks would look at me and, and they look at me like, what are you talking about? You know, just with us being relatively new to division one, a lot of folks didn't know that this was even a possibility. And so I'm super, I mentioned this before, I'm super grateful for the institution to um, just kind of get behind it, support us, say it was okay. Um, but yeah, it's first trip for, for our program, but, but also for the institution. Did you think when you took over at Utah Tech that you would, it would get to this point where you'd have this opportunity? Like, was that kind of in the plans when they hired you that they had talked to you about the growth that they were going to experience? 
that you get to take your team on a trip like this? No, not even close. Like when we first took over this, that's that's been um, it's been a huge challenge, but also a huge, uh, I guess, blessing. The the transition, the challenges that we've we've been through since I got hired, I, I, I've not seen it before. Just transition with within leagues. We were in three conferences in four years, guys. You know, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, COVID happens, and then and then they're saying, well, guess what? We're going to go to Division One, and. Oh. Um, when I got hired, I wouldn't even even close to, to, to thinking about a foreign trip. And so um, I'm really grateful to have experienced this. It's been hard, um, but uh, I guess, you know, you can't have, um, you know, the goods without the bads, I guess, the highs without the lows type of thing, um, all that. Uh, um, but, but yeah, uh, not my wildest dreams, whatever. I thought we, we would be able to go to Greece. Do you, what did you, you got the extra practices, obviously, for going on the international trip. What do you take away from that? You got a bunch of veterans back. Uh, you're still, I, I, I think we've talked about this. The Warren sisters are still getting back. Um, but you also have some youth that came in. So how nice was it to have those extra practices, play some games with maybe some of the inexperience that you have? Yeah, just like you think. Uh, I, I'd never experienced, um, like it was uncharted territory for us, right? It, what they um, those 10 practices, I didn't really know exactly how to prep for them because we, we give our kids, we bring them in in June and then we give them July off and just for balance and all that sort of thing. And so when they got back, whatever, July 29th or whatever it was, I didn't know what to expect from them. And so we were trying to figure it out kind of as we went daily in terms of like, how hard do you push them? How hard do you go in the weight room? How hard do you condition them? And how much stuff do you put in? And, and um, going through all that, was was really fun and, and i really um appreciate how our players handled it you know because you're right we have a this great balance of experience right and these in these really good players um and then this 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 youth group we have that are also really good players you know just kind of putting all that together was really fun and um and then to see them be able to to play because i didn't have any expectations in greece but man i um, they, they went a little bit, they, they, they're, they moved along a little faster than maybe I anticipated. It was pretty fun to watch. So last year you, you go into the WAC tournament, you win first game in division one, first postseason win in division one, you know, program history with the win in the first round of the WAC tournament. You were, you were a little emotional. Brianna was emotional. Was there a, was there a thought I don't want to say, I know you guys went into the second round thinking, you know, maybe we'll get another win and keep moving on. It didn't happen. But now that Priyana's back, now that Maggie McCord's back, now that Emily Isaacson is, you know, back, like, was that part of their decision was we got some unfinished business here that we know we can go further in this tournament and do even more for this program? Well, I think you probably have to ask them that, Kyle. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I would imagine, and we talked a little bit about it. Um, they're really motivated right now, Kyle. They, um, Gillen, um, Gillen's had, an, they all have, they've had an incredible summer. And um, so I, I'm not going to speak for them, but I, I would, along the lines of what you're speaking to, I, I would probably say yes. What was your reaction when they all told you that they were coming back? Like, well, I, I I took my wife out for dinner that night and we celebrated a little bit. It was a really big day, a really big day for our program, you know, for our school. 
Um, we actually that day, literally every single one of our players um, told us that they were returning that day. So it was, you just don't see that right now in division one or anywhere really. Right. You know, since then we had some kids that, that didn't, but on that day, literally every single kid that could come back chose to come back. And, um, and so, yeah, we definitely celebrated it. You talk about that uniqueness with college basketball these days and how, you know, a player like Brianna, you know, even Magna Court, Emily, they could probably go somewhere else if they wanted to. They probably had offers coming in, but they're staying loyal to Utah Tech. I mean, how awesome is that when you for you as a coach to experience that, hey, my my players are staying loyal to this program, to us as a staff and so forth? Yeah, I can't speak enough to it. I, I, I just I don't know what to say other than I'm just grateful. Like, um, you know, they're special kids we believe like we're doing special things here. And, and I think our, our minister, well, our administration believes that. And, and yeah, for them all to, to come back, I think that's a testament to it. Now, having said that, I also believe with the state of division one, you know, just, there's going to be years where that might not happen to us. Right. Just, I, I don't know if you can really get away from it. I don't care how good a job you think you're doing or how good a coach you think you are or the administration that you are, all that sort of thing. I, I don't think we're going to be able to escape it. I don't think anyone is. And so, um, that's why I'm even extra grateful that, that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're in the situation we are right now. I'm taking up all the questions. I need to have Daryl ask his questions. Daryl chime in here, buddy. Um, Sunny yeah. California. So for, yeah. So for uh, you guys in the trip, the first question I have from a basketball perspective, was it hard to prepare a team for FIBA rules in those 10 practices? It was for me, Daryl. Yeah, I, I didn't really, um, I don't know. I didn't know much about fever, FIBA rules. And so you know, we had a day where we dove into it all and and, and just kind of out of practice stuff and, and had meetings and watched some film. And, um, and then when we got over there, it wasn't quite as big a deal as I thought it was going to be. The, the, the officials were really helpful. You know, we play kind of fast anyway, so that shot clock wasn't an issue at all. Um, you know, I, you know, calling timeouts was a little bit different, but I only, I think I only called one, you know, so it wasn't, uh, it ended up being not that big a deal, but I was concerned about it. <laughs> and then, uh, going into 23, 24, a lot of folks will put you guys at the top half of the whack, um, in their preseason polls, both coaches and media. Do you feel like in St. George's now there is an expectation that, Hey, we have a pretty darn good shot at chasing the WAC regular season title this year with what you have coming back plus the size you added in the off season. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I appreciate that, but Daryl, we don't, I mean, and I really like you guys, so I'm not, but like, I don't really care what the media say. We don't care. Like we we're, we're going to define our own success. The folks in St. George or the folks in Utah or the folks, it don't matter to us. Like we know we have um, a chance to be pretty good. We got a lot of work to do before that. Um, and so we're going to define our own success. We'll keep that in, in-house. Um, I could tell you that our, our goals are significant for us. Um, we want it to hurt a little bit if, if, if we don't, if we don't um, achieve them. Last year, we were fortunate enough to achieve all of our goals and it was terrific. And you had this great, you know, feeling about it all, but, we're pushing ourselves this year. Like I'm extremely motivated. Like our coaches are, they're, they're dialed in and they're, they're, they're motivated. You know, they all had a chance to leave as well. You guys, like our staff, 
They all got job opportunities and they also chose to come back. I'm so grateful for that. And so with that, we're, 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 um, we're not messing around. We're, we're going for it. Daryl mentioned it. That size you had a couple of freshmen, you got a six, two and a six, four freshman. Like, are they going to see significant minutes, especially with all the veterans you have coming back or what are your kind of your expectation there? Yeah, I think there's going to be some good competition battles in, in practice. I, I, they're good. Like these freshmen are not uh, – um, again, I, I knew they were good, but then the, then playing with better players, it's made them better. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's going to be some good competition battles in the fall, and, and we'll see. Uh, you know, Kasten Young, you know, she she didn't mess around over in Greece. You know, she got – she got 21 and, and 30 in those two games. And, and that was a little bit of a surprise to go over and, and for you in your first couple of college games to average 25, especially with our veterans. So, um, but the two that you mentioned, they do have great side. They have great athleticism. They can shoot it as well. Um, all four of them can shoot it. And, and in the way that we play, um, I think it even makes us more dangerous offensively. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a big thing to have. So you've been in the whack a few years now and you've seen, the impact that like size can play in a ball game. I mean, yeah. with Southern Utah right up the road from you last year, what they had, uh, you know, GCU's had some size, SFA has had some size. So you, you, you've kind of seen in your few years in the WAC, like we have to maybe, I don't want to say recruit differently, but just recruit a little bit more size than the normal, right? You're right. Yeah. And we did, we, we, we wanted to get longer and we got, we are significantly longer when we're in our, our meetings, there's less space in the room, and um, you know, and that's a that's a good thing. So I think people really want to know kind of the update on the Warren sisters because we saw how good they could be when they were healthy. So I think a lot of people are curious where they're at with their um, knee injuries. Yeah, you know, thanks for asking. It kind of gives me chills. You know, I I, uh, I, I think there's a chance the Western Athletic Conference is gonna um, they're gonna become associated with Maddie and Macy Warren this year. And I'm super grateful for that. Maddie just got cleared full. Like she, she practiced with us in August. We didn't, I didn't, we didn't play her in, in Greece cause we didn't need to, but she's full go as of two days ago. And it was a very emotional day for all of us. Um, Maddie, Maddie's built different. You guys, um, I, I can't say enough about her. I, I just adore her and all, areas of, of, of coaching her off the floor, off on the floor, all that sort of thing. Um, but she's, she's not messing around. Um, and, and, and I can't wait for you all to see her. And then of course, Macy, you know, Macy was leading the conference in scoring when she got hurt. You guys like she's, um, I think she's a month out is what our trainer just told me yesterday from being full cleared, but they both just busted their tails. And the idea of having, you know, the players that you've mentioned with those two. And, like, Karstner, she's not messing around, you guys. Karstner's really motivated. Isaacson's led the league in three-pointers made the past two years. She looks better physically than that she ever has. And so I'm just really proud of the work that, that they put in. And, and, um, and again, once again, we're, we're, we're motivated. Just for the listeners out there, I, I want to I read this off here. Macy Warren played eight games last year before injuring her knee. And – a game against Utah State, she went off for 25 points. In a game against Air Force, she went off for 29 points and was 12 of 16 from the field. 
she had, let's see, one, two, three, four games of 20-plus points and was in double digits in seven of the eight games that she played. So you add that, Macy, Maddie Warren, to returning four starters, including Amber Karchner, who started 31, all 31 games last year for you, and then you bring in some of the, the newcomers. I don't mean to, like, rehash this, J.D., but, like, you have to love what you have coming back and getting ready for 2023-24. I do. Like, I mean, you, you talk about, you know, the media will put wherever. You don't worry about that. But, like, it's right there on paper. Everything looks – and I know the injuries may come and stuff like that like yeah. it did last year, but – Utah Tech women's basketball, I feel like, is kind of where you want it to be at this point, right? Yeah, we're really grateful where we want to be. You know, my good friend um, Mark Kellogg told me when we first got into the WAC, he said, hey, a lot of this is about money. It's about the resources that your institution has. And I'm I'm thinking, oh, geez. And he tells me in in the league who has this and who has that. with us being, I've been told like we're last in the whack in resources and whether we are, we aren't, I, but we are like, we know with that, that, that we believe that we have to work that much harder, Kyle. We have to believe in each other that much more. We have to pay attention to detail that much more than the folks that maybe have more than us. And I'm telling you, our kids know it. Um, we're, I mean, um, they're working hard for it. And, and so like on paper, that's all great, you know, and, and we, and you're right, we appreciate it. And, and but w- that's not good enough for us. Like we got work to do and, um, we can't wait to, uh, to get to it. I'm sure Daryl's going to ask about this. So I'm going to let him ask. Yeah. Um, for, next question I had was going to be looking back at last year's stats. I, th- I noticed the biggest glaring difference was your rebounding margin minus three and a half. Um, was adding that size an effort to close that rebounding margin? Because, you know, losing the glass by that much can cost you a number of games coming down the stretch. Yeah, Daryl, and it did. It did cost us a number of games. And it wasn't just that. that um, it's second chance points for us, the way that I look at it. I mean, I, I think we were at, we gave up 15 or 16. We're like almost last in the country. Um, that is, there's no question that's our primary emphasis right now. And it will be for probably the whole year. We um, we need to get that to, let's say, you know, six or eight, you know, in, instead of giving up eight baskets in second chance, we need to give up four type of thing. And, and that could be the difference for us. And my players know it. Uh, my coaches know it. And um, all we can do is work to get better at it. But you absolutely nailed it. That is that was the difference for us. And then um, I, I kind of want to look at this non-conference schedule of yours, which you guys were the – you won the race to put the schedule out. Um, you get the Trailblazer Classic, two Power Fives coming to St. George's, and you get to play both of them too. Just how big is that for the growth of women's basketball across the country to see two – five, we want to call them, programs in Oregon and Oklahoma, you know, making that trip into St. George's for you guys and for mid-major women's basketball? Well, we sure hope so, Daryl. Like, you know, Coach Toon really has worked hard on that. It was his idea, and and he just went after it. And I, I, I just 
Um, couldn't be more proud of him and his effort there. Um, but you're right. Like we're hoping that we're hoping that bringing Oregon and Oregon State is a big deal for our community, first of all. And we hope that they can rally around that and, and come and watch some good hoops. And, uh, you know, I want to thank, you know, the Oregon, Oregon State coaches for coming and, 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 and doing this with us. Um, um, and, yeah, I, we just can't wait to have teams like that on our home floor. Like if we can rebound a little bit and we can we can get going a little bit, hopefully it can be competitive and and then and then you never know what might happen. Yeah, I I have to. You talked about the resources or somebody saying that you have the the lowest resources in the whack or whatever, but it's got to take something to entice a program like Oregon and Oklahoma State to come to St. George. Like I mean that that's huge in my opinion. I mean, how many non-power five i don't even know if it's a power five anymore it's like a power three yeah. right like whatever it is right <laughs> yeah you know, but you don't see that very often where they're willing to come to a non-power school and play a game i mean it's a little bit different in women's basketball but still like that's impressive to get not just one but two to come down like that says a lot more about resources than i think a lot of people may realize well, and then it's relationships too, right? Like you know, Kelly Graves, you know, I've known him for years. He's a great coach. He's one of my favorite coaches on the West Coast. Um, he he graduated high school from from Dixie High School here in St. George. Oh, okay. So part okay. of it is 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 you know we're getting it back, and then and then the coach at Oklahoma State. She was here um, a couple years ago with UMKC, and um, you know I don't know if that had a factor or not that she maybe enjoyed it here. I I don't know. Um, but she does a great job. I was so impressed with her when we played her uh, when she was at that school. And obviously she did a tremendous job last year for them. So um, I'm excited to, to coach against, you know, quality coaches like that as well. Yeah. JC Hoyt, she was the yeah. former coach at Kansas city now at Oklahoma state. Yeah. We used to interact with her when she was, you know, at Kansas city. So big time games there, but you also get, we were state at home. The other thing I was curious about, you have a, a stretch of, what is it, one, two, three, four, five games, including the WAC opener on the road. Like, that's – talk about how it's hard to maybe break up a road trip because you have to fill a schedule, right? And it's tough to get home games, so you have to figure out a way. But, I mean, you get five straight on the road. That's always a challenge. Yeah, you know, that. to be honest with you, that was by design that, um, you know, scheduling, we take very serious and, I, and I'm not saying more serious than other coaches, but it's a big deal for me. We, we put a lot of time and effort into it. And the, that stretch you're talking about is because we chose to go to the East Coast for Thanksgiving. Like we had a return game to Commerce that was already decided on that, what is it, the 18th or whatever, on that Monday of that week. And then we chose to go from there to, to Boston to, to get a couple out there to show our kids some different things to give them a, a, an East coast experience. And then we got some return games, you know, out of it. So like um, we just chose, if we're going to be gone, like we're just going to do it all in that Thanksgiving week where, where there's not as much school and where we can just completely dive into, to what we're supposed to do. And, and that's going to challenge us being on the road like that. Um, I want us to be stretched and, and, um, and, and at the same time, I think they're winnable games for us. Do you like that you open up, conference play at utah valley no 
<laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like playing conference games before Christmas. I don't believe in it. I, I mean, respectfully to our conference, I, um, I just, I'm, I'm against that, and and I will be against that. Um, I understand what they're trying to do, but yeah, I absolutely do not like the idea of hope opening up at Utah Valley. No. So I ask every coach this, JD. You're after practice, after game, on your way home, if you stop or you need to get gas or something. What's your, like, go-to snack? Your I, I, I say kryptonite because all these coaches say, well, I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to look, you know, <laughs> this way for my players. I don't want them to think that I'm, you know, so I, I have to ask. Well, I'll tell you what. Our, we have this wonderful booster that I, I probably don't even want to, I probably can't name his name for all the rules, whatever, but he, he brings us these, uh, these baked goods before every game, like brings them to our, our managers, whatever. And he comes and he sets them in our, our team room and they're always different. And I, so that's my go-to after a game. I, I, I'm just, I know they're going to be waiting there for me and I just dive into those. What kind of, what, 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 like, is it a, is it a cookie? Is it a, it's all, that's what I love about it. It's always different. Like it's got, I mean, it'll be brownies someday and it'll be cookies and it'll be like something that I've never heard of. And, um, and usually there's three or four different things in that baked plate. So I, I'm a big fan of, of, of that booster and I, I really appreciate um, him giving me some goodies after every game. That's awesome. That's awesome. Daryl, you got any more questions for JD? Um, JD, just putting this out there. I grew up a huge university of Delaware fan. Uh, I grew up out there. So if you can ever get the blue hands out to St. George's, I'm booking that flight. <laughs> um, okay, you got it. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> um, and then the last question I have is um, the WAC CUSA Alliance. How do you feel about your two matchups in that alliance? And how do you feel about it? Did you think the conference should have partnered with a West Coast conference more than a conference you know that has its base on the East Coast? Yeah, you know, I, I really like the leadership of the WAC right now. So I'm not I'm not saying I think they're doing a great job. They're really working their tails off to make the league um, obviously more visible and, and professional, all that sort of thing. And I think they're doing great there. I, I, I don't like the idea of, of of telling us where we're supposed to play in non-conference. I just I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's West Coast. Like I, um, to me. And again, I understand why they're doing it. I still don't agree with it. Um, having said that, like. Jacksonville State, like we played them last year. That that coach, like he don't mess around. Like he can really, really coach. They, that's a huge, huge test for us here. Uh, the way that they guard and how tough they are. And like he's going to have this tremendous defensive plan to slow us down. And he did last year. He held us to 50. Um, and so that's a huge one for us. I, I can't, we can't wait to play that. And then that game in Miami – you know, that's no joke, you guys. After, after, uh, you know, during the New Year's, the break to, to fly out to, to, uh, yeah. So that's going to be, that's going to be a challenge as well. And, and we know they're good. They play a little faster like we do. So, so I, I think um, we like that. Um, but it's no, no question going to be a tough test. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I know that. Obviously, some fan bases think that their conference is better than the other right now. I won't name names, but, uh, you know, that is what it is. And I think it's interesting, like you said, and, and a couple of coaches have mentioned, you know, basically their hand is forced when games are scheduled for them instead of, uh, you know, letting the teams kind of schedule their own schedule. So uh, I feel you there, and I, I know a lot of coaches seem to feel similar. So either way, challenging non-conference schedule to – 
power schools. We'll just say power schools, not power five schools. Coming to St. George in December, uh, Oregon and Oklahoma State get Weber State at home, uh, plus Jacksonville State uh, at the Burns Arena. I believe that's your second game of the year. You get an exit uh, Laverne to start off on November 6th, and then you host Jacksonville State on November 9th. So uh, good times, J.D. Gustin. We appreciate you being on the Straight Out White podcast today. Well, again, I've said it before, but I'm saying it again. Thank you bo- both for everything you do for – women's college basketball it just um they need it they deserve it and um just keep up the good work absolutely absolutely and keep an eye on the utah tech women's basketball team return four starters some big names come back from injury and some key newcomers yeah it's they could be very very it could be a very special year in st george in 2023-24 have a good rest of your day everybody Thanks for listening to the Straight Out of Whack podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Whack Hoops Digest and Facebook under Whack Hoops Digest for all your Whack Hoops news and information.